Welcome to episode 42 of Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. I was 42 till just uh, last month or two months ago. There's only one 42 though. Jackie and well, Mariano. <laughs> Our generation. Yeah. Our generation, Mariano Rivera, man. Lights I got, out. I got his jersey here in front of us, number 42. Here and of course, ja- Jackie Robinson, you know, retired throughout baseball. Oh, yeah. First African-American to play in the big leagues. Ground setter, man. So last year when I turned, because I turned 43 this year. Last year when I turned 42, I wanted to do a, a party. Kind of like I did this year. Right. That party was supposed to be last year. Except it was going to be a Mariano Rivera jersey. I mean, a Mariano Rivera party and I was going to wear his jersey. There's going to be Mariano Rivera stuff everywhere. In number Broken 42s. bats everywhere. Broken bats. <laughs> Broken bats. <laughs> a lot of strikeouts. A lot of World Series rings. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. That didn't materialize because I ended up getting COVID. Mm-hmm. And I got sick. Um, and then um, Anna was trying to... Anna's my wife, if you haven't, guys haven't figured out, by the way. So she wanted to get me a cameo with Mariano Rivera. Because you go on there and, right. you know... Mariano charges $9.99, bro. 999? Yep. I told her, babe, I met Mariano Rivera in person. I've spoken to him a bunch of times. Let's go to dinner. All good. (laughs) She got me Rafael Palmero. Okay. How much is he? It was cheap. It was like 89 bucks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you, Rafi. Thanks, Rafi. (laughs) But Mariano, bro, if you price yourself at 999, it's like a no me jola. Yeah, it's like, uh, leave me alone. (laughs) No me jola. If if I'm going to hold it, then it has to be worth my while. Easy money. 999 bucks to say like Amandito Oye Amandito <laughs> Felicidades <laughs> Happy birthday Oh Jesus But speaking of birthdays man I want to wish Raul Mouse A very happy birthday He's one of our big listeners nice. He's actually recovering from From a pretty Pretty intense surgery I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was uh, Hamong But uh, but Raul's doing great man He's uh, I've known him since he was Thanks for listening kid. man Happy birthday Hope you get better He get played better baseball soon. with my With my brother when when he was he was a senior and Albert was um, a freshman, and they played at at La Salle, bro. And this guy was I mean they called him horse because he was a workhorse, bro. Oh, I, he was like I, I don't get no pitch count. I'm just gonna throw. That's <laughs> what we love. He pitched against Espy. There you go. He, he um pitched against Espy. He uh, pitched against I think uh, it was in districts against Key West and against um against Belen. So he was the guy. So he was the guy, right? He was, he was the, the guy. guy. He was the guy you would yeah. have to go to. The horse. That's it. The horse. Caballo. Hey, Caballo, Love those bro. guys. Appreciate it. And man, we talk about Little League a lot because he, he lives in Texas now. Oh, wow. And he tells me over there, it's like, he goes, dude, it's so intense. Is it? So intense. A lot you know, of players like come fr- out of Texas. Fr- Friday night light yeah. type deal. A lot of players come out of Texas, man. I told him, dude, it's pretty intense here, yeah. but oh, I know Texas. Texas, Cal- big Texas time. California, Florida. Yep. Latin America. Hotbeds. Absolutely. Baseball year round, you know. Texas used to get the big arms, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you threw 100 back then, you were from Texas. There is an advantage to playing baseball year round. 
Yep. The advantage of playing baseball year-round is far greater than the advantage you get by taking time off. Of course. You know what I mean? Uh, you can slow it down a little bit, but you got to play year-round. It's a huge difference. Do you remember when you used to take the summer off from school and you used to get back day one and you were like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what, what do I need to do again? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, in sports. Not sports when it requires skills, you know. Mechanics, uh, the best mechanics in the world don't take time off. I'm on the, the best engineers, the best builders, the best lawyers, the best doctors. They're not vacationing anywhere. They're getting after it. Hey, during the summer you at Pacual, I, I would take one week off that we would go to Marco yeah. Island, and that yeah. was it. I was playing year, year yeah. round. Yeah, I think uh, I think year round is the way to go. And the older you get, the more baseball you got to play. Oh, absolutely. You know? oh. And, uh, Somebody that's getting older, turning six tomorrow, uh, seven seven, is my son Anderson. Seven years, six years, six old, years old. Wow, going to first flies, grade, huh? six years old. Getting today, a growth I spurt, nice growth spurt he's going through. Yeah, man, and I took him. I took him to Taekwondo today, and it was nice, man. The uh, the the master there, he Master Jay, he um, when it's a kid's birthday, he'll put him on his shoulders. Nice. And they sing happy birthday, but after happy birthday to you, they go taekwondo and they throw punches. Nice. And then he gave him a board. He wrote happy birthday, Anderson, in Korean, which that. is cool. You're the frame that puts it up in his room. Absolutely. Special little moments that yeah, he, he'll he, remember that forever, Armando, he, believe he it or not. It, man. Yeah, and he'll remember that forever. He'll look at be able to look at that sign and say, you know, my, my, my taekwondo coach gave me that. Yep. Coach Jay. It's <laughs> big time. It's awesome, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, no, and and, and dude, I, 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 look at, I look at him... And, you know, I look at you when, you know, he's doing his thing, you're coaching. And, man, there, there's there's some kids that test your patience. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Man, there's some kids there and, you know, they're, because, you know, it, it's more, yeah. hey, you know, well, stand, you know, mm-hmm. attention, you know, bow, this, that. And there's, you know, there's always some kid doing what the, done. The focus factor with kids and settings and it's it's real. Like, we got to get these kids to really focus and bear down. Are they strict there? It's a tough environment, right? Like, the guy's really on Yeah, them. I mean, the, the guy's super, like, cool with all the kids. But well, every now and then, yeah, he has to tell them, like, course. hey. Of course. It's like, you see that, that stripe you have on your belt? Yeah. Right. You Boom. want me to take it away? Boom. What's the structure like there with the parents? How the, is The this? parents sit down and watch. Nobody opens their mouth? No. Nobody gives an opinion? No. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not 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 every so so hold on a second so you mean to tell me that not every parent that's sitting there was a taekwondo expert like they are in baseball <laughs> like they are like they are in baseball hey one one so mom you mean to tell me one that, mom does taekwondo okay night, so. okay I, I listened to her right <laughs> but you know because in baseball no, no, in baseball that. everybody on the outside either played or was a, or an umpire everybody gets so, an opinion so man. it doesn't work there with coach jay no, right no. We're gonna have to bring Coach Jay over the diamond. <laughs> how can we get this guy over here? Co- co- Ma- Ma- uh, Ma- Master Jay and Coach uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean Jesus, man. Like you know? a little, uh, you yeah. know, my crossover Just action. So many talented parents, bro. That's crazy. You go, Master Jay, made it. You know, I'll give it to you straight. You see all those parents? Treat them like you would at your <laughs> <laughs> your Taekwondo studio. No, yeah, they sit there. You know, we take video and all that, but everybody's yeah in line. Like you can't. And be, if, a, if a kids are talking, he's like, hey. No talking. I already told no. you once. I'm gonna take a stripe away. Oof. And you know those kids love the stripes. So don't want to lose stripes. Lions don't know. lose stripes. Lions gain stripes, right? Absolutely. Lions gain stripes. They don't lose stripes. <laughs> 
but Master J, man, no, and you know, so so yeah, we're celebrating <laughs> Anderson's birthday this uh, this uh, weekend. Ya fiesta, baby. Yep, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, man. We're there, and man. I, I was there, you know, going going through, you know, with Anna. Like, it's a lot of kids, man. It, you, it, got, you got you got two sessions, I think. It, no, it, it's crazy, <laughs> man. I think we're shutting yeah. it down. Yeah. We're shutting it down. You got two sessions. And my brother, my brother and I are very different. You know, he's uh, more more reserved, a little bit more introverted. For AJ's birthday, it was like 20-something kids, and he thought it was a lot. Uh, wait till he gets to Sunday. I have 75, man. Kids, kids. Armando, you know someone's getting hurt. <laughs> it's just, you know, these kids like, get together. Like, even my two daughters, like, they like to fuck around too much. You got these three or four of these kids together. Just start messing around. Someone's gonna get. That's why, like Anna, Anna was like, "Oh, what if we do it at that place and you jump?" I'm like, "Absolutely not." Listen, no. so um, 75 parents times at least one parent per kid. You're looking at about 150. You're looking at a quinceañera, bro. We're shutting down. <laughs> Anderson's gonna dance the quince with a with a. With Are a, they ready for that? Did you tell them? Listen. Oh yeah, yeah, they know. Okay. Yeah, we had to do 11 a.m. because there was no. Yeah. We'll be there. I'll be there for sure. Nice. 100%. Should be a good time. And then in a couple of weeks, we're going to go back to Disney. Man, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be really hot. You know that last week, it was at 25% capacity. It was empty. Nice. Because it was too hot. Too hopefully hot. hopefully too it's hot. like that when I go. I just saw it online. I couldn't believe it. Checking the wait times and everything's like super quick. No, I was telling Anna, we're going to wake <clears> up wild. in the morning. We're going to go to the park, come back. Yep. Eat at the hotel, get in the pool for a little bit, yep. chill in the room, yep. and eight seven p.m. See you. Magic Kingdom, beautiful. Seven to eleven, beautiful. That's it. Last year, I made the mistake, and and people still make the mistake. Somebody yesterday goes, "Oh, water park." I go, <laughs> "Last year we decided to go right after Anderson's birthday in July, and dude, it was brutal, and <clears throat> there was a." One of the days, we decided to go to Typhoon Lagoon. And it's, oh, yeah, you know, water park. It'll be chill because it's it's hot. So we'll be in the water and all that. Bro, <laughs> I'd rather go to any of the parks. Super hot, huh? And Typhoon Lagoon. Because there you're not inside at all. At Magic Kingdom, you're going into a ride. You're right. getting AC right. and all that. There you're just outside. Dude, it was so hot. We got there at 10 in the morning at 12. I told Anna, oh, yeah, we're going back. Yeah, that's By it. By the time I got back, Anderson had a, a high temperature executive, because of the heat. Executive decision. Oh, I'm like, I'm done. We're out. Done. So no no Typhoon Lagoon, no, no, no water. No Typhoon Lagoon. And then that water starts getting hot, starts getting vapory. You know what I'm saying? No, that water was like. Ah, no thanks. It's like boiling water, bro. No thanks. Boiling water. No thanks. So no. There will no. be no Typhoon Lagoon. That's good, though. You're going to do it the right way. Do a half day, go to the pool, hang out, play it by ear. Yeah. Listen, um, I'm not a fan of the all-day one-park thing. All no, day, all no, day. you got to... Uh, that's forced upon no, me no, sometimes, no. and I, I'm not, you know, I'm, 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 I like that system. Go later, use the hotel, get to the park a little bit later. But I'm a, you know, a one-park guy per day. Oh no, I like I like I like park hopping. But are you do one in early, yeah, and then I do one late. Yeah, no, we've done that. Sometimes before. I do it in the we've middle done of the that day. Before, but ideally, I'm a one park guy. Let's do the whole park and then just chill the rest of the day. But uh, these executive decisions, I don't make them when we're there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I like having a Casey's hot dog late yeah. at night. Oh yeah, 
take a selfie with a baseball guy. Speaking of hot dogs, can he can be eating hot dogs, Mike? No, that's it. We're done. All I can do is watch the competition on July 4th. But that's Joey it. Chestnut, he won it for what, like the yeah, 10th 62, time? 62, 16. 16. 16 oh, time my champ. God. They were going to cancel it. And he said, nope, I'm coming out with lightning. I don't give a crap. How are you going to cancel a hot dog eating contest? Happens once a year. That's New York for you, you know, but now they got it done. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better. Yesterday was the first day I felt normal again, 100% normal. Still going to take another five, six days, taking it easy. I started showing my face uh, around in the academy, the camp. Started sending out messages, making rosters. But good. And look how, look how I know comeback. that. Look how I know that Coach Mike is taking this seriously. There's a plate full of three musketeers in front of him. <laughs> I haven't touched it, and he hasn't touched it. But what did you see me eat? I'm on. You saw me eat a fiber bar. Yep. There you go. He offered me one. I said no. Nope. Sacrificing commitment. <laughs> Sacrificing commitment. But but yeah, but little yeah. by little, adjusting the diet. You know, getting better, and um, I'm really excited about getting my normal life back, man. You guys have really had no idea how bad this uh, is, and if those of you ever. You suffer from it, you know what's up, but this is terrible. But super excited, super excited to get back. Nice, excited to get back out there. Can't wait. That's it. Just what a few more days, or you're um, already out? by Monday. I think by Monday nice. I'll be good to go. Don't want to rush anything. You know, we're all right. So, but you did go to the Marlins game yesterday. What a game! Chill. You're what sitting watching the game, and it ends in a walk off two run error. error. Where the hell was that pitcher throwing? Amando. Double clutched and threw you it know, like 10 pitchers, feet high. Pitchers, a lot of pitchers have a hard time fielding their position. They do so much from certain arm slots that when they have to field a ground ball and throw it, they just have no control. And that guy pitching was a real big guy, real big hands. And, man, he threw it away. He cost them the game. Went in to get the save and got the loss. You know what that is? Pitchers got to be able to field their position. But I'm going to tell you where I think the problem starts. I think the problem starts that those – drills that pitchers do a lot of the times they're not doing it at full capacity and you see it you see in the videos you see in spring training it's a country club you know the pitcher does the fake throw ball home he gets in his ready position the coach hits the grounder they get it they flip it it's like everything's done at like 50 percent 60 percent 70 percent i have a i don't see pitchers doing pfps at 100 percent i've never seen a coach do a pfp practice pitcher field position practice that they're bearing down it's kind of like just go through it, know how to flip it, know how to get there, know how to run up the line. But then when it comes to a situation like that, that's something you think is easy, that you should know, you don't. Not everybody's Greg Maddox. Not everybody's Greg Maddox, Amando. And, and, you know, it's a lot of factors in catching a ground ball and throwing it across the diamond. You know what I mean? Yesterday, I was you know at the game, and I like to watch a lot of the in-between inning stuff. I like to see the way Gurriel throws him the ground balls. I like to see, you know, whether Reyes does when he gets it, throws it. And our third baseman, he, uh, what's his what's his name? Seura. Seura, great, having a great season. The first inning, the first two balls that he threw to first base to warm up his arm, he bounced them both. There's no pressure. There's nobody there. There's nobody running the base. He bounced them both. What do you think happened? The first ground ball he got in the game, boom, through the first. Carrillo had to pick it. You know what I'm saying? So these things are not easy. And if they're not easy for the guys who are doing it with 100%, because defensive players are, it's got to be difficult for a pitcher. Can't feel this position. Yeah, man. Amanda was a 25-foot throw. <coughs> it was a 25-foot throw. Like, you know, how do you... Yeah, it was easy. How do you cost a professional team and organization that flip it? You know, but 
Hey, the Marlins are good. They're strong, and they never give up. Listen. What a game. Winning. So, the way they won last night, not your, that's not how you write it in Hollywood. It's not your ideal way. It's not how you envision winning. But when when teams go on a magic streak like that, Mike, you get those wins. You get those wins basically out of your ass. And when I said, you know, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago that I said, you know what? The the Marlins, it feels like magic. Again, like kind of like 2003. Love that word. That That's what I meant because, look, we're seeing the Braves right now are the superior team. I mean, like they whooped our ass. Yeah, they got us and it was a, us out. It yeah. was like yeah. one after the other. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Perez, you're the rookie yeah, sensation. We're going to whoop your ass. <laughs> Sandy Alcantara, we're still going to whoop your yeah. ass too. And the Braves did it to us. But you know what? They got right back. They started winning games again. Yeah. And when you start pulling out wins like they did last night, that's a sign that this team could go very far. Yeah, because that's you, that's scarier than actually yeah, being you gotta have, better. You got to have the luck on your side a little bit, especially once you start getting into the numbers that they are 15, 20 games over 500. You are going to have those games like yesterday where, you know, you kind of scraped one out. But that's part of the magic, Armando. That's part of the that's part of the formula. That's part of what goes in the blender. You know, la suerte, la mala suerte, la, you know, that's part of it, you know. Um, Remember 2003, speaking of, of good luck, it was in the playoffs. I think it was in the NLCS against the Cubs. And Jack McKeon benches Mike Lowell and, and brings in Mike Mordecai. That shouldn't make any sense, Mike. The guy hit, hit one like you know against the Ivy in center field. I remember Won that. the game for the Marlins. Mike that. Mordecai, man. So that. the the luck matters a lot. Well, luck matters a lot, and 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 feel for the game what these managers' decisions are making. This guy's doing a great job with the Marlins. He's doing a great job. Like he's got a feel for it. It seems it seems like he he has them based on accountability. And they're having fun. And they're having fun, and they're doing a great job defensively. Like every pitch, every inning, they're looking at their where they're positioned, what they're doing. Um, and it, it's, there's just one thing I didn't like last night. I didn't like that Segura got tossed in. The game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like but I he was like pointing out. Yeah, and, 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 and it was a ball. No, it was a ball. It was no doubt about it. It was a ball. But you know what? You know what the bigger factor to me was about the whether it was a ball or a strike in that situation. The fact that it was an eight seven game. Like that. That to me was like, going man, we're in the eighth inning here. I mean, it's an eight seven game. Like you're our guy. Like, uh, like it's not the time for that. Right. Like like. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, pocketing things. Like, bro, put that in your pocket. And then when you run into that um, umpire in Colorado, bro, you can either forget about it, but if he does it to you again, then you can unload in the 10-run game, but not in that one-run game. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that that was the only thing I didn't like in yesterday's game. I, I didn't like the call. And then I didn't like the reaction drawing on the ground. Once you do that, umpire's going to toss you. Yeah, you're going to get tossed. But the bigger factor for me was, going, man, it's a one-run game. Like, fuck. Like, and you're a starter. No, man. And then not just that. You're a starter. And that that one call doesn't really matter. Like, that one call isn't going to make a difference in anything about you. Like, like your, your manager, Schumacher, knows that that was a bad call. And anyways, you guys have all the technology in the book that after the game – you're going to go and look, and you're going to see that it was a ball, right? And then the umpire's going to get his report, and he's going to see that it's a ball. 
And then everyone there is going to get better organically, naturally, based on a process, not by you insulting me. You understand what I'm saying? He drew and, the and, line, and, I, and I think that, that people need to really get that. Like, dude, these umpires after the game, they're going to know they fucked yep. up. Trust me. Whether it's from their boss, whether it's from their report, whether it's from whatever it is, their percentages, they're, no, no, they're, we, they're we, going to know. We've talked about it you before. The, the whole thing with Jim Joyce, you know, years ago with Galarraga, the next day he was he, he, he was crying in front of him yeah. and like shook his hand and like he was, he was in tears. Bro, you, you don't you don't think I, <laughs> you don't think in in that moment if you're Armando Galarraga that you didn't want to like I want to rip his head beat off. his ass like in, in front of everybody. Yeah. And what, what was his press conference? He made a mistake. Yep. We're all human. You know that's one call though, Armando. That if I'm the commissioner of baseball now with all the replay, it, yeah. you know how we go back now we get all this DNA and we figure out murders from 50 years ago. Same thing. Well, we got to get this right because it was clearly a. He, yeah. was out, he was out by two feet. <laughs> it wasn't even fucking close. Yeah, you got to go you know back. But you know what? That's um, interesting you say that because in 19, 1988, in boxing, Roy Jones Jr. whooped the crap out of the South Korean fighter that was in Seoul, South Korea. They gave it to the Korean guy. And, you know, years later, they they fessed up. They're like, yeah, we, we gave yeah. him the fight. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. they gave Jones like some honorary... Yeah. Uh, gold medal, but yeah. they let the Korean guy keep. Yeah, keep of his course, medal. yeah, of course. Yeah, it's even though he got his wild. ass whooped. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you listen, I and I think that these. I already saw the tests that are going on in these leagues with the umpires and the strike ball. If the batter doesn't like it, he taps the top of his head or some nonsense. Dude. The umpire turns around. There's a red and a green light. There's there's a a, a box that somebody's already read it, and then they tell you did, ball or strike, you and then. They go like that, uh, the video, and then and that's coming. The video that went viral this week. I, that's the one I'm talking about. Did you see how, how long it took? Nothing. Two seconds, Two seconds. maybe. Two seconds, and you're going to get it right. Listen, I my tune changes a lot. You know that. Um, I think we got to get it right. I think we need a strike zone. Yeah. That's we're going to get it right. And, and we have the technology to not every... Armando, your strike zone can't be my strike zone. It can't be. It can't be. Your strike zone has to be smaller than mine. You're shorter. You have shorter arms. I'm taller. I'm, you know, it's the way it is. So um, we have the ability to have strike zones that adjust to the hitters electronically. And you as the pitcher, it's your responsibility to study that strike zone. Okay, well, on Quintana, oh yeah, on Quintana, we have... That's how high we can go. Okay, the next hitter, Altuve, going on some much smaller box. This is where we got to attack. And I think that's where we're going. Umpires got to watch their backs, bro. They have to. <laughs> because it's not, it's not going to get fun for them. They're going to lose ba jobs. Ba balls and strikes isn't something that you should. I don't think that balls and strikes is something that subjective. we should. That shouldn't be subjective. I think that if you made the pitch, it should be a strike. There's a lot of pitch the other day down the middle. Get called for a ball just because of where the catcher was set up. You know what I'm saying? And the whole thing that they've done with the 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 safes and outs, I like it because you get a certain amount of challenges per game. But at the end of the day, you're not the authority anymore. <laughs> the remember, replay system remember is. Remember growing up when people would say, know? "Oh no, that umpire likes to, you know, call outside." No, it's no. it's not up to him, bro. No. The strike yeah. zone is a yeah, strike zone. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're it's better. Like, oh, Eric Gregg likes calling it yeah. way out here. Yeah, when Levon pitches. The problem is that. 
those missed calls can change direct trajectories of games. Yep. They can change trajectories of championships. Of Marlins of, could have lost yesterday because of that. Lost. Yeah. But they won, so they're they won. They're playing amazing. Yeah, they're playing well. Hopefully, they what can complete the sweep today with the Cardinals. And um, you got more people at the park. Yeah, it, winning winning cures everything. Winning cures it all. You know, yesterday was a very long game because it was twenty five hits. You know, so you know, I was talking to my uncle about this yesterday. The game, like all these things that they've done. With the clock and stuff, I'm beginning to like them. I, I really love the in-between, the 2 minutes, 20 seconds. I mentioned that before. But what makes games long and you have no choice is when they're high scoring. Yeah. You know, like all that stuff that you hear about, oh, the game was an hour and 52 minutes today. That's because the game was 1-0. But yesterday the game was 4-0 in the first. And then in the third it was already like, like you know, 5-5. You know, it was something crazy like that. So if you hit. This game is going to be long, and none of that stuff is going to matter. You know what I mean? So people like offense. People like offense. You remember the uh, the commercial with um, Tom Glavin and and Greg Maddox? Yeah. Chicks yep. take the Chicks long take ball. Take the long <laughs> ball. But I'll tell you what, I like my new system now with the games. I get there early. I eat. Eat first. Sit for first pitch. Just sit. Get up a couple times during the game. Just watch the game. My uncle sat for the whole game. Didn't get up once. Nice. Hardcore Cardinals fan. Went to oh, every yeah? World Series them. Yeah, hardcore, hardcore. Cardinals hat, Marlins shirt. But hey, our buddy Santos Perez, big yeah. big Cardinals fan too. There you go. So I was gonna I was gonna mention um Ellie De La Cruz because Ellie De La Cruz is one of the best young players right now in, in the game. Yes, by he far. Is. No, by far. What, what an impressive yeah, kid. Not even Cincinnati close. Reds. And funny because a week ago. I mentioned Davey Martinez and some of his antics. Um, and Davey Martinez yesterday sends, you know, t- tells the umpire, hey, you got to check his bat. And they check Ellie De La Cruz's bat. So Ellie De La Cruz comes up. I think it was his next at bat. Yeah. And he hits a home run and he points to the yeah, bat. He had a. And then he runs. So, like, people were going, like, oh, you know. To show respect and hey, but respect goes both ways, man. You know, if, if you're if the kid has no reason to get checked, why? Why why, why are you why are you checking him? And and well, I think he had I think that he had the blast motion sensor on the end of his bat. It's a sensor right, right. that reads that reads, you know, the power, the speed, and it gives you your swing path. Um I want to see what the MLB is is going to rule here, though, because I'm under I'm under the understanding that you can't attach anything to the bat. So I had somebody they tell me, yeah, but they 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 make the bats that have those big wide flare handles. I go, yeah, they, it's the bat. That's 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 the bat. It's not an attachment. It's not um, something there. Um, I think that. Davy Johnson, no, Davy Martinez. Martinez been looking bad lately. Yeah, oh, guys had some bad looks lately. I think this was a bad look. I think that he should have saw something on the bat, played the game, and then made a call to the commissioner's office or the umpires at the end of the game and say, guys, what 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 are the rules here on on, on having these bats? Like, can you have attachments to it? Oh no, you know what? You can't. 
Because umpires didn't know. They know today. Today, look at this bat. If it's on, it's good. If it's gone, you can't use it. But I think that would have been a little bit of a better route. You know what I mean? And then the kid, of course, comes and hits the ball 455 feet. <laughs> He's like, wait, check, check the bat. And then after the game, he said, yeah, man, I just want them to know that I'm doing what I'm doing because of the hard work. Not because of anything I'm putting to the, on the bat. Okay. Yeah, it's not like if he's right. corking his back. Of course you know? not. Well, at least we don't think so, right? You never know. But yeah, right. But <laughs> I, I do. But backs? I do. Uh, but I do. I do want to walk a fine line here, Armando, because even though it was, I think, a ba- an average to bad look for Davey Martinez, I still think it was in his scope. But I don't think the kid looked bad because he's a kid. He's a kid. It's I his, think that Davy, I, I think that Davy Martinez looked bad as the manager. It was a bad, average to bad look in Conyo man. Like, why didn't you after the game find out the rule and then if that is the rule, contact the umpire and say, look, next game you can't have it, and do that. So I, I get that, I get that, but it's not out of his scope what he did. No, there's but, an attachment to the bat. But right. I, I saw a lot of people going, "Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong?" Right. I mean, well, I, I, I don't I, think the kid was in the wrong for what he did. That's I, like I pure. That's pure emotion. He's a kid, man. I, you I, know, just like it's not I, Aaron Judge right. doing, just like, doing this. Just like I think that it was an average to bad look for Davy Martinez, and I feel that he could have went a different route, but it's still being his scope. I feel the same way for De La Cruz that he um, did something emotionally within his scope of the moment but don't show up another manager well, look I'll put it you know what I mean I, I'm not going to make an excuse for the younger generation because you know the younger generation does a lot of stuff that I right, like yeah, right. but, but man like if let's say you're you're Ellie De La Cruz's team, right? As teammates, and you're there, and that happens, and you're like, hey, you know, Davey, what the hell, whatever. And then he does it, and you're his next step back, yeah. and he does, and he points at it. Right. You're as a team, you're right. like, oh yeah. shit. But but you know, and and he's a kid, man. He's a kid. You know? I get it. But but I, I, how did equal would it be that after that he goes deep, steps on home plate, and then in the interview after the game, slap him in the face. <laughs> I just again, I, I think that they were both in their scope. This guy's a manager. Hey, listen, I've stopped games before saying, hey, you know what's you know because you don't know, especially with all the substance things that are going on. So I think it was in his scope. I wouldn't have done it like that, but it was in his scope. And Eddie, Eddie was a uh, payback's a bitch, <laughs> and I get it, and it's in his scope. But I just I don't like that. Coach Mike don't like that. Showing up other people. Coach Mike don't like that. You can ask Abraham Araque that on our eleven U. You know, like. I mean, you could. Uh, they're they, kids, and they're kids, and they like to celebrate home runs, and I, and I and I I love it, and I get it, but celebrate it on the way around the bases. Yeah. Don't celebrate it when you get on home. You hit the ball. You watch the ball travel. Do do your stutter step. Put your thumb up to your mom, rounding second. Do whatever you want to do. But when you get to home plate, give your teammates a high five and let's get to that dugout. You know what I'm saying? That's at least in little league. Unless it's a walk you know? off. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> things need to be controlled a little bit. Other people don't like that. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the, you know, like my my dad, my dad didn't wasn't a fan of that either, you know the the showboating and all that. Not a huge fan of it, but but every now and then, I think it's cool. 
You know where I think it's appropriate? The World Baseball Classic. I think there, I, I think, you know, it's a little more whatever. I just, you know, it's not a fan, bro. It's not, <laughs> not a fan of it. You know, not a fan of the whole that's fan like, of showing off thing. You that's know? like my, my dad, you know? my dad used to, uh, he, he never liked Muhammad Ali. Never liked Muhammad just, Ali. Just didn't like him. He was a big Joe Frazier fan. Because he said Frazier was business. He went in there and it was business. Ali would trash talk mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, talk crap yeah. and, you know, and do his thing and insult and all that. So he's like, shut your mouth. Just just fight. Just fight. Just fight. Shut up and fight. You know? You know? Like, look at Mike Tyson. Yeah. He's just go to the ring, wouldn't say a word, knock your ass out. That was it. Bite your ear off. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about, <laughs> talk about like, you know. Damn, oh overreacting gosh. the emotion Jesus. of the moment. Yep. But Mike, the world, the not the World Series, the All Star Games coming up. World Series, it'll come up later on. Hopefully, yep. the Marlins are we'll there. We'll be there. But um, the All Star Games coming up very shortly. They announced the uh, the home run derby. Can't wait to see J Rod and Pete Alonso doing it again. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. It's and like I, J Rod hasn't had that good of a year this year. No, he hasn't. Yeah. I'm gonna say this because I like the guy. And I want to be wrong, and I want it to bite me in the ass. What the hell is Randy or Rosarena doing in a home run derby? I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to win the whole thing. But what's he doing in a home run derby? How many has he got this year? I don't know, but he's not a home run hitter. Well, I mean, not. I don't know. Maybe I'll look now, and he has like 20, but I doubt it. Armando, I think that um, when it comes to these home run derbies, the hitters who have to change their swing the least are the ones that usually win it. Look at Griffey. Yeah, 16 this year, so yeah. it's not, yeah, yeah, he's, not bad. You know, and then these guys are, Armando, these guys are strong. They're they're compact. They they know how to lift the ball. Like, I, I think I think I, the one who can carry the two and a half minutes is the one that's going to win. There's still a, we're, we're at, at Casa Quintana where there's still a, a landline. Still a landline. Amazing. Mike's trying to figure this out, but sorry guys, I need to put this <laughs> back on. Listen, I haven't but dealt with a landline. Awesome. I haven't dealt with a dealt with a landline. And in pretty fifteen I, years. Actually, what happened to the cuckoo clock at eight? Cuckoo clock. One of the cuckoo clock is shut down. My mom's in Palm Beach, so I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know what the deal is with that, but the cuckoo clock's there. <laughs> but man, I couldn't figure out how to work this landline. What's going on here? But but dude, going going back to uh, Randy Arozarena. So yeah, look, he, he's he's having a big, bigger power year. I I get it. But you know, and I and I want to see him doing well. And and you know, and I, I say it like half half playing around because I, I like the guy. I want him. I, I would love to see him win it. And I'll, I'll talk about the Cubans in in the All Star game now. But but Mike, remember, it's not all about your power numbers because I remember Mike Piazza. Going on like I think it was two home run derbies and not hitting one home run. Yeah, and Mike Piazza is the yeah. greatest power hitting catcher of all time. And then you have Bobby Abreu, then there hit forty that one round. Remember, he had like yep. forty two in one round. I'm on the, but a lot of people say no to this. A lot of a people lot say of no people. to the home run derby that it trickles down, and then the guys with those, t you know, because you know I'd love to see Otani in that pose. Otani, he's not going to do that. He has a blister now. He's, he's not going to pitch. Yeah. Jesus, but I would, you know, we'll see the polar bear. So yep. he's a, you know, he wants to win that Millie again, you know? <laughs> so that's the Millie bonus. Let's see if he wins it. It's a big dude. Oh, yeah. But now, Mike, like I was saying, you know, talking about a Rosarena, counting, counting Cuban-Americans, 11 Cubans, eight born in Cuba, three born here, Cuban-Americans, 
in the All-Star game. Yandy Diaz, Randy Rosarena, you have Luis Robert Jr., Jordan Alvarez, Adolis Garcia. Then over, actually, we're, we're still going through through pitchers. Uh, Janier Cano, the pitcher from, from Baltimore. You move over to the National League. You have Nolan Arenado, Cuban-American. You have J.D. Martinez, Cuban-American. You have Nick Castellanos, Cuban-American. You also have Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Jorge Soler. And I I think that's it, or am I missing, Cuba, I'm maybe missing one. Cubans did good. They did great, man. They did great. That's more than any other country, right? And my, my dad, I remember my dad always telling me, you know, when I was growing up, because when I was growing up, I remember like 1980, I was a little kid, 84, 85, there was a Cuban guy named Babaro Bay who came up to the to the bigs. And it was a big deal because he was one of the Cubans that defected, didn't really have a, a good career. Um, so, you know, we looked up the Canseco, Palmero, Danny Tortable, but, you know, they were Cuban-Americans. And then they started trickling in Levan and Duque and they yep. were doing great. You know, I remember when Rene Arocha came, it was a huge yep. deal. Yep. And my dad would always tell me, if it wasn't for Castro, Cubans would be dominating yeah. baseball. If it wasn't for Castro, there would be a, a team in, in Havana. Yep. Can you imagine how that, awesome that was? That, that was on the way. Mando. I mean, they had the, the Sugar uh, Kings. Oh, yeah, Mandito, let's fly to Havana for the weekend. Bro, we get awesome. on the plane, we drive in the Havana, you get a room. You go, you watch the weekend series against Yankees against the Sugar Yankees Kings. against the Sugar Kings or, you know, the Marlins, whatever. And then Sunday afternoon, you fly back, 20 minute flight. Like, how awesome would that be? Dude, it would have been amazing. What a shame. And how much it's a shame, man. That that, yeah. That shame. country got sh- shut down for, for so long. I mean, now they're, you know, they're allowing some more to come. But the proof is in the pudding, Mike. Eight Cuban born players. Yep. No. The Cubans are pretty special. The Cubans are pretty special, very talented, and at the end of the day, it's in the blood. Yep. It's in and the I got blood. A, I got a couple of hats here that I bought. They're Negro League hats, with the New York Cubans, which very was a Negro cool League uh, very team. Cool hats. Manny Minoso played for that team, and I also got the Kansas City Monarchs, which uh, Satchel Page played for that team. And I'll give you a trivia question: This Kansas City Monarchs hat, which I'm holding for Mike right now, what? In what movie does this hat appear? And it's one of the most more famous baseball movies. It appears throughout the whole movie. Which one? The Sandlot. The Nunes, the pitcher, the black kid, wore this hat, the Kansas City Monarchs, the entire... I mean, he takes off his hat at one point. The entire movie. That's a nice hat, Armando. It's a beautiful it's hat. Embroidery. I, I wore this hat today, and and dude... I've never had, well, I have a Marlins hat that people do come up to me, but this hat, people are like, that's a beautiful that's hat. That's a beautiful hat. This is beautiful. I've never seen anything like this. And right now, Lids has all the Negro League hats for 10 bucks each. Cleaning inventory? Yeah, clearance. This is nice. I had to buy these too. I may, if beautiful. they still have the sale, I may go back and, and take all the Negro League hats. Yeah, these are beautiful. Amazing. These are very nice, Armando. No, very and there's nice. history, man. Look, you know, back, back then... These Negro League teams had guys that would have been all-stars. Dominant. Dominant all-stars. Josh Gibson, you know, couldn't play in the majors, and that guy was as good as Babe Ruth. Martin Digo, a lot of Cubans tell me this. Martin Digo was the best Cuban player. Two, two-way player, by the way. Kind of like uh, like Otani. 
and couldn't play because he was a black Cuban. And he and he played in the in the Negro leagues and he played in, in leagues in Puerto Rico and Mexico and all that. Um, but dude, you know, talk about a shame about Cubans not being able to play. What a shame that blacks weren't able to play for for a long yeah. time because you know, episode forty two, you know, we mentioned Jackie Robinson. Before Jackie Robinson, there were some some special players, man. Yeah, special talents and big guys, strong guys, and it's just you know the matter. You know, it's different times. Armando, you know, you know it's part of history, this, man. Part so of history. Like, you can't erase history. You kind of got to accept it. But I'll tell you what, got some badass hats. <laughs> I was gonna say, whoever was making their Christ, uniforms, whoever was making these Ooh. unis knew what they were doing, man. You know what I mean? Super sharp. I like that heart there with the KC nineteen forty two. That's beautiful. Yep. So, so I got these hats, ten dollars each, man. It's a uh, a bargain. Go go get some lids. Yep. And so, um, a pitcher that I don't know when he'll be back in the majors, Mike. But we've been talking about him quite frequently here on on Up and In, which is Trevor Bauer. You know, you talk about ups and downs, man. He's he's having a, a hell of an up right now and dominant over in Japan. Yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, I know his first start was good, and I think he got roughed up his second and third start, but he's been dominant the last five starts. And, um, you know, I wonder if he's going to be a guy that somebody's going to gonna gonna pick up late for a push. I hope. Yeah, man, you know. Like, it all depends man. on Manfred. Yeah, man, but let's go already, man. There's the guys in the league that have had a million issues. You know what I'm saying? One of them pitched a perfect game the other day. Yeah, Herman. Like, come on, like... Ozuna's no. still playing. Ozuna was on camera hitting his wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't have two, you know, two different tiers of no punishment. And I want to talk about something sports-related before we get off sports topics uh, once again. But the Miami Heat, pretty much on the verge of getting Damian Lillard, his agent came out today and pretty much admitted that he has a bunch of teams calling him. Um, he's calling a bunch of teams and saying, hey, don't trade for Dame. He only wants to go to one team, the Miami Heat. If you get Dame, That's it. If you get Dame you're going to get an unhappy player. He's going to be pissed. You're not going to like it. Players got power. I'm on the good players yep. got power. Huh? But listen, man, But this is, a, this is a guy that's been in the league a while. 32 points a game last year. One of the best point guards. Future no Hall of Famer. No doubt. And Portland's just wasting this kid's career. It's kind of like yeah. a Mike Trout. Yeah. You know? Very like similar. At, at some point, a Mike Trout says, hey, Angels, I want to trade, but I want to go to the Yankees. They better make it happen. Yeah. It, look, you don't... Some people say like, oh, these teams don't owe it to any... There's some players that you owe it to. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like you've wasted my career here in Portland yeah. for 10 years already. I want to go to Miami. I want to play with Jimmy Butler. I want to play with my boy, Bam. Oh, no, but you have all these pundits. Oh, but Boston. That he made the finals. Last, last I checked, right? So you got Lillard, Bam, Butler. You keep a few pieces. Dude, that's that's a finals team right there. Damian Lillard's a special player. Yeah, he's a special player. Um, does that put us over the top? Yes. Yeah, I think they need. They do need another big man. I wish we wouldn't have to, lost to this co kid to, to the compliment Lakers. Bam, the guy we lost to the Lakers, little point guard. Oh, Gabe Vincent, I, I, I liked I, him. I, I that one hurt me. I, I loved him. I loved everything about what he was doing. Um, that I, one hurt me. And for that price, thirty three million. But I, I, I think it was. Uh, look, Riley told him this is what we could offer you, and and I, I think that was already with Damian Lillard in mind. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a coincidence, no, you right. know, that it happened the, the day after. 
Pat, Pat Riley's a G. Yeah. There's no coincidence with, with Pat Riley. So when Pat told Gabe, hey, listen, buddy, I love you. This is what we could offer you with what we want to do next year. No, but I want this much from the Lakers. Hey. Go get him. Congratulations, man. LeBron. Max Drews. Hey, what? Oh, no, the Cavaliers. Uh, hey. Go. 64 million. Get paid, bro. Go get paid, brother. Get paid. Yep. You know? That's, gonna that's, up- that's Gucci, Pat Riley. I see him doing that. That's G. Yeah. Like, hey, you know? Get your money. You know, I think that any time as a general and, manager. And then, and then come back in a couple of years. Yeah, I think that any time <laughs> as, as a general manager, you always, or, you know, whether whatever it is, you're a doctor, an agent, a financial advisor, whatever, you put the player, the customer first, you're going to have some good luck on the backside. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If you're screwing players here on the front side, then you're going to get screwed on the back side because no one's going to want to be here. But if you're up front, say, hey, bro, you know what, man? Yeah, I'm here in L.A., but, man, fucking Pat Riley called me into his office, man, and that guy was so straight up. Yep. He told me, this is what we got. Could and you imagine he, you know, the Blazers right now tell Damian Lillard, hey, fuck you, we just traded you to the Clippers. You think yeah. anybody's going to want to go play with the no. with the Portland Trailblazers? No, nobody. If they say, nobody. listen, Dame... Thank you for all these years you put. We really tried to help you. It sucks that it didn't work out. We made the we made the postseason. We got this guy, that guy. Didn't work out. We hope it works for you in Miami. And other free agents are going to see that and say, hey, yeah. maybe we want to go to Portland. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. I think you have to be very careful in that business, in this business, with what you do with one hand and what you do with the other. You see what I'm saying? Because there's a front yep. side and there's a back side. You know? I can tell a parent a lie. And then on the back side, it's a lie. Yeah. I can, on the front side, tell them the truth. And then whatever comes out of the back side is the truth. Like, it can't, you know, it's, it, it, you got to be careful what you do with your two hands. Hey, you know. The Heat traded Josh Richardson for Butler a couple of years ago. You know who just signed with the Heat? Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson again. Yeah, I saw that. It's nice. You know, how yeah. many guys come people, back to their former people teams, come bro? Back. Look, the culture, um, the culture and, and, you know, and everything, is, and, and Pat. That's the guy. And and Spolstra, Spolstra, you know, a guy who built himself from the busted video his room ass. up, busted his ass. It's his culture, man. You know, and, and it's kind of like you want to be around them. You want yep. to be around that type of organization. You want to be around those type of people. And when you line up a lot of wants in a row, you're in good shape. So, Mike, we're going to talk off, uh, off sports right now. And we're not going to make any accusations because we're, we're not. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it, politics has gotten so polarized, Mike, that you cannot say a fact or something that appears as fact about someone without somebody from that side saying, no, 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 but hey, but, of course. but no, it, uh, it might have been. Yeah. Look, the facts, the facts are cocaine was found in the White House. I haven't heard cocaine being found in the White House. I don't know since when. Well, back then, you know, like FDR, when he gave his big speech of, uh, uh, for, you know, after Pearl Harbor, and, you know, he gave that big speech, he had a cold. Back then, you know how they used to drink colds yeah. with, with cocaine. So cocaine was used in the White House before, but, <laughs> but not like this. Uh, so they find a, a bag of cocaine. You know, there's panic. Oh, my God, with white powder. They evacuated the White House. Turns out it was cocaine. We know that. Fact number one. Fact number two is that Joe Biden has a son, Hunter, 
which for better or for worse, and we're not here to judge addiction. Addiction sucks. Addiction's real. Addiction he, sucks. He's a drug addict. But the fact is that he has an addiction. And it sucks. And it sucks. So And he's and, living oh, in the and, White House. And, and he was in the White House last week or a few days ago or whatever. So, Mike, why do people get offended when somebody says, hey, did you think it could have been Hunter Biden? No, absolutely. Absolutely not. It was I'm found the, in the... Because none like, of these people played the game Clue growing up. Remember the game Clue? It was the... the mystery game, bro. The, the butler the with butler, the candlestick. The butler with the, the candlestick in the kitchen, in the room. I'm on the we're dealing with a lot of clowns here. Okay? Because I'll tell you what right now. If it was a Republican in the White House and, and, and they found that shit, I'd be fucking making fun of the same thing. Yes. I'd be ragging on the same thing. I think it's... I think it's... I think it's absolutely absurd and ridiculous that there was cocaine inside the White House. It's the White House. No, no, and not just that. Like, unattended. Unattended bag of cocaine. Blows my mind. Now, I can guarantee you that every corner of that White House is covered with cameras. Oh, my God, 100%. I, I guarantee it. Or we're going to have another Epstein thing here where the cameras were not. Get going, you. The cameras, la cama, la going, you. And nobody got nothing. It's going to be interesting, but um, the intern's going to take I'm the playing, fall. If I'm, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm playing the game Clue right now, and you know that little sobrecito in the game Clue, that that's where your answer is. That That's where you're putting who you think it is. I'm saying it's Hunter Biden's. Man, there's like bets in, I'm in saying Las Vegas. I'm saying it's Hunter Biden's. Saying it's Hunter Biden. That's what I'm saying. Um, and it's okay. If it's his, it, it, hey. Hey, listen, bro, the guy's an addict, but man, like, listen, addiction and mental health and all that stuff is super, 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 you know, but super sweep, real. Sweeping it under but the rug doesn't help anyone. It's not going to help anybody. not going to help anybody. But it humanizes the situation. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, but if I was, he's my guy. Listen, Mike, I, I worked in the media for a very long time in sports, not, not in news. I mean, I did some local news at some point, but man, the... The media and the way stuff is, you know, the, that's why O'Reilly was the, the no spin room, you know, and then you, after debates, you go into the spin room. Oh, this guy won because of this and everybody has their own opinion, right? Um, man, it's, it's so ridiculous how they treat some people one way and some people another way. Had, and we're not saying that he did. We're not saying that he did, right? Because we're going right. with the facts, right? right? They found a bag of cocaine and the son is a drug addict. And I'm not defending Donald Trump, but if Donald Trump were in the White House and they found a bag of cocaine be and a, they said Eric Trump was there the day before and Ivanka was there. Be arrested. The, no, the media would uh, be having a field day. A field day and then field day. get to the bottom of it and how is this possible and blah, 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 blah until somebody gets impeached or somebody gets Look, thrown out. I was wow. learned ob objectivity. Objectivity's gone. Nobody could could report stuff objectively if their life depended on it. And people don't use common sense either. When the whole thing happened with the submarine, right, people were like, oh, but why are we not hearing about this migrant boat that sank in the no sé qué sea, nobody's Sorry. out looking for them. And I'm like, because they all drowned. <laughs> because they all drowned. It sucks to say, but if you don't rescue those people within minutes, Mike, they're done. They're done. Or maybe a few hours if they're holding on to something. They're done. These people, they, there, was, there was hope. 
there was hope that they were down there alive. Nobody knew that they imploded four days prior. Right. So a little common sense would be good. You know what? Like in the movie of Bronx Tale, um, the kid Colodero, C, is talking to Sonny. And Sonny, I don't know if you've seen that movie or not. You have to watch it. One of the greatest movies of all time, Robert De Niro, Chas Palminteri. Uh, it, it's a, a kid who befriends a mobster growing up, you know, and he's having an issue with his dad because his dad's like, hey, that guy's a mobster. So the kid's a big Yankee fan. And one day he shows up, he's all bummed out. And he goes, hey, kid, what's wrong? It was Bill Mazeroski. I hate him because he had hit the game-winning home run for the Pirates against um, the Yankees in the World Series. He goes, he made, he made the Mick cry. Is that it? You're upset because Mickey Mantle was crying? And he goes, does, does Mickey Mantle pay for, for you know, for your house? Does he pay for this? Mickey Mantle don't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares, you know? And he's there telling him, like, oh, Sonny, you're right, you know? And then uh, he, he says something to his dad one day, like, oh, you know, Mickey Mantle doesn't, you know, doesn't pay our bills or whatever, you know? And his dad's like, well, you got that from? But... Dude, Joe, Joe Biden or Trump or whatever, whoever you're like, you know, ah, going crazy about, they're not going to have your back like tomorrow, bro. Like, they don't pay your bills. bills. Because if you say, oh, no, I couldn't have been Hunter Biden. What's it to you if it was Hunter Biden? Yeah, what's it to you? Who cares? What's it to you? Who the F cares, bro? Who cares? just... Eket doesn't Eket doesn't think that it was his. He's got to be an idiot, though, no? Like, let's be straight up about Look, it. Bro, no. so if you give me a lineup right now, if right now you're the head of detective. Like usual suspects. You're the head totally. detective in this case, and you show up to the White House. Kaiser Soze's. <laughs> bro, right away. Like, come on, bro. Like, let's be serious about it. Like, right away. Doesn't your brain. Like, like the brain's going to trigger to the coke addict. We'll start from there. It may not be you. We're going to start from there and we're going to work our way down. Like, why yeah. is that so difficult to understand? Like, why? That's some bull, I mean. Look, and it's, you know, and it sucks, man. It may it's not a, be his, bro. It's a shit situation. It may situation. not be his. It may not be his. It may not. But we're going to start with you first. Come to the interview, baby. Where the camera's at. situation, bro. Imagine you're, you're, like, I just don't. You're the president of the United States and you know your son has a problem, man. And he, if 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 he does that, I'm like, son, I love you, but you're I never know. allowed in here. Well, of course, not. You cannot <laughs> come in here ever again. You're done. Yeah. You know, and yeah, Ari, Ari Fleischer yeah. was Bush's press secretary, W. Bush. He was saying, he's like, listen, people are checked when they go in there. Oh my god. You know, oh like the god. chances that it's some, and if, if you're if you're somebody that worked there and you somehow got that in, mm, you're no. you're an idiot. No, yeah, that's. Look, That's maybe shady. it wasn't Hunter, no. but like you said, there's cameras everywhere. No, nobody's talked about those nobody's cameras yet. Talked about the cameras, and like Trump, like Trump said, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna disappear. Yep, story's gonna disappear. You know, but um, there's been some shady shit happening though. They had that parade the other day. Someone took their shirt off. They were running around topless on the front lawn. It's an embarrassment. It's an things. embarrassment, man. And and he's lucky. He's lucky he's, he's who he is, and he's getting a I'm tremendous the, pass. I'm going to give an opinion here. A tremendous pass. I'm going to give an opinion here on something, and it's going to be quick. I think that the only flag that should be flown at the White House is the American flag. Period. Period. My opinion on that property, on that property, there should only be one flag. 
I think there's something because called that pandering. flag because that flag represents everybody. Yep. Except the haters. Everybody. Except the haters that don't want to believe it. Not the WNBA not, lady no, no, that's just, talking just, trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. But you know that's the, that's my opinion, bro. You know that's my a, opinion. You, the flag you of know? our country. For this better guy, or worse, guy, we live here, this man. This guy Cantor from the NBA is very outspoken on these people not not appreciating yep. this country. Just at the Fourth of July, like not appreciating, like yeah, okay, yeah. Look, the United States is not perfect. We get it. There's 350 million people in the United States. We get it. But like he said, you don't want to see the other side. Don't want to see the other side. He's seen it. Yeah, you don't want to be and live and see the other side because then you're really gonna. You know, well, Mike, it's the same thing like with with Cubans, you know, when people are like, oh, I wasn't that, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, just they don't want to. You don't know what you're talking about. So I, I see like the post that, you know, after Enos Cantor posts the, you know, now he's Enos Freedom, right? right? He puts these posts and, and dude, some other comments and I'm like. You're 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 tweeting that from you know your your house in Coral yeah. Gables yeah. where you've lived since you were a kid. Yeah. Get the hell out of here, man! This guy came from Turkey where yeah. where and he's a wanted man. Like they want to kill him in Turkey. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think a lot of I think a lot of people hate this country that live here or born here. They just hate the country. You know, just, they don't like one thing, so it becomes a reflection on not liking everything. And, and, it's, and, and you can, and, and it's okay, listen, it's okay to love something and not like something about it. It's okay. Yep. It's okay, dude. You can love something and not like something about it. Yep. I love D.D. Park. You've seen the amount of work I put in there. But there's things I don't like about it. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. You know, it can't be like, oh, because of that is country. No, bro, this is the greatest country on earth. Um, you have freedom. You can say whatever the hell you want. You can carry a gun if you're into that. You can basically get yourself out of anything. You could go out right now and you say, know, you know, oh whatever, bro. Oh uh, come on, let's go, Brandon. Oh hey, fifty minutes and not get arrested. Yeah, you're not going but, to jail. You know, you you know, and people don't appreciate that. Don't appreciate that the fact that you can go and get in your car right now and put gas at any gas station that you want. Go to any Publix that you want. Go to any convenience store you want. Go to any mall you want. Get in your car and drive across the country, across straight lines. You can do that here. You can't do that anywhere else, dude. You know? And, you know, I think people need to love the country. Love where you're living. Look, at there, and there's, there's things that get, you know, unite people, right? Um, I was talking to my sister, one of my sisters and my brother the other day. And we were saying that, you know, when my when my father passed away, he was in hospice care for about a week. And, you know, and he passed away in that whole week. I was there with my brother. Anna was pregnant with Anderson. My my brother's wife, Christy, was there. My sister, Amy, we call her Kooky, was there. We're just there. You know, I'm like kind of waiting for, for my dad to go, but spending time together. We were talking about it the other day, and we're like, man, you know, it... it yeah, it was shitty that dad was dying and that, you know, even we eventually knew he was going to die and he died. But that whole week was such a beautiful time. You know, we spent time together. We make tacos in a bag. You know, we cook something the next day. We go and get pizza, chicken kitchen the next day. We'd walk over to a park, shoot some basketball, you know, just to like get us out of the, you know, that mental fog that we were in. 
I'm I'm saying this because I compare it to 9/11. You know, after 9/11, was I, I'm traumatized by 9/11. I remember watching that over and over and over and over again, and you know that feeling of like, man, our country's getting attacked by someone else, and thousands of people died. But within that tragedy, there was there was beauty, you know, patriotism, patriotism. George W. Bush on the mound at Yankee Stadium for a World Series game, throwing a perfect strike and coming out and they're like, President Bush, shouldn't you be wearing a bulletproof vest? And he goes, no. No, I, I, I trust these people that are here. And he stood there on the mound, no bulletproof vest, and looked around, gave a thumbs up. Let's go. You know? And at that point, it didn't matter whether you were Republican or Democrat or anything. We were one country. We were united. United we stand, remember? Yep. Never forget. People forgot. People forgot. People forgot. You know, and like you said, I'm not saying trust everything this country does because <laughs> there's some not. stuff that goes on that's not. that you know that sucks. Of course. But but man, we have it better than we got it than most of the world. I think we got it. I think we got it better than the whole world. <laughs> I don't think there's any place you know. Like it's Morocco. We're gonna go live in Morocco, but I mean. Casablanca, you know, but (laughs) but Mike, before we before we go, I'm not a fan of conspiracy theories. I'm not, you know. Are there some that I might believe? Like, hey, look, I don't, I don't think the whole JFK thing. Hey, doesn't look right. Doesn't look like Lee Harvey Oswald woke up one day and decided to kill a president, right? right? Can tell you that much. But but a lot of conspiracy theories boggle my mind. And there's some people now that believe anything. There was a lady on a flight. I don't know if you saw her over the weekend and, and she comes out in a panic and she's like, he's not real. He's not real. You guys could stay. I'm getting out. I'm not staying. You guys are, you know, you guys are fucked. Like, I'm not staying. Apparently. What was the story with apparently that? Apparently, there's, there's a lot of people that believe that there's reptilians that live among us. They're people that look like humans. They're shapeshifters, but they're reptiles. And she thought this guy that sat next to her, he was wearing a green hoodie was a reptile he was a reptilian and she believed it i don't know what the guy did to freak her out but he freaked out the person who believes that there's reptiles living among us and listen if you're listening to the podcast and you believe in reptilians write to us i mean i want to know if there's any proof and all that i i remember seeing somebody post a video one time about elvis this is that elvis was a a reptilian Um, but there's people that believe. So that what? These people reptiles. camouflage into looking like humans, yep. and they they're shapeshifters. They got social security numbers and stuff. Yeah. So this guy sat next to her, and she probably thought she saw a fucking. He was the gecko Geico. The gecko. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The gecko Geico. Yeah. They're wow. sitting in the in the plane. And what did that end? They kicked her off the flight, or what? They got yeah. Supposedly they had to like get everybody off the flight because it was a disturbance, oh my God. and they had to investigate why the hell she was saying that that guy was. You know, wow. it was a big thing. Oh, and yeah. before, interesting. Before they announced that it was because of that, my brother the other day was like, "We were at BB's house, and we're there talking." And he goes, "Hey, did you guys see that video?" Yeah. He goes, "You know, there's people that believe in reptilians, right?" And he he called it like he he was like, "I'm I'm pretty sure that lady probably thought that guy was a oh a God. reptile because he was wow. saying that that guy's not." Mando, real. I've never heard of that in my life. Look it up. There's people that believe in reptilians. I'm definitely Googling it today. Jesus, I've never heard of that. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm a reptile. You're a reptile? I'm a reptile. You're a ninja turtle? (laughs) (laughs) I'm something. I'm a a reptile. Oh, my gosh. I'm like Godzilla. Jesus. But yeah, man, reptilians. 
But you know who's definitely not a reptilian? He's out of this world, though, is Wilbur Reyes. We didn't give DJ him a shout DJ ADSR. Best beat, best beat in Miami. Dope. Best podcast, podcast beat in Miami. Out of this world. I don't know if he's a reptile, but he's from He has wife had the baby. Congrats. Congrats, Wilbur. The baby a couple days ago. Nice. Yeah. Wilbur and fam. Wilbur and fam. Love it. Party five. See ya. Later. <laughs>